How's that for a change of pace? Like it. We come in last time to, uh, well, it's almost jazz. Okay. Right? He probably, yeah, I bet he knows how to play jazz. How about that? <laughs> I bet he does. Maybe. I bet he learned. Yeah. All right. Well, you're listening to Money Talks. I've got a few questions we can answer. Uh, KC, why don't we start here? Uh, Lynn from Avondale Estate says, I'm hearing a lot of conflicting news about Equifax security breach. I've heard that to find out if you've been affected, uh, you have to go to a social, take your social security number, uh, go to the internet, uh, you you load that in. I don't think it's the full security social security number. But no, it's the last, but it is the last six digits, I believe, which is yeah. a lot of it. And the, you know the, what they've said is. The, the first three, a lot of times, is just b- given to you by location. It is, yeah, geographical so, yeah, indicator. Uh, it's not that hard to figure out the rest <laughs> yeah. of it if you know the last six. Right. You um, also have to uh, – part of the question says, uh, you know, in order to get your information, you have to waive the right to the class action lawsuit. Yeah, um, they, they've since taken that – portion of it down i saw which, that today what nice. a horrible pr move right. i mean what, yeah. what kind of we'll protect you but only if you promise not to sue us yes for our for our I own mean, fault after you've already i mean you, you've released 143 million <laughs> individuals personal information and now you want to say hey we screwed up so we're going to give you this benefit but hang on you're going to waive the right to be able to sue us mm-hmm. in the future um they they have since taken that down, so at least uh, somebody made the Sparked right call on that uh, eventually. It took them a while. <laughs> eventually. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's just it's a bad situation. There's a lot of people with right. information out there. You know, uh, the, the best thing you can do is to just monitor every everything, your credit cards, your, your accounts, your credit accounts. There's several ways to do that. I mean, the, the most – surefire way to monitor your credit or to, to keep somebody from accessing your credit is to put a freeze right. on your credit. So there was a problem with the freeze too, right? People the, were calling and freezing their <clears throat> their uh, credit and it turns out that the the uh, PIN number that Equifax was giving them was just generated by the date and time that it was it was sent in. It wasn't a true random pin number. Yeah, exactly. So, so it was a. It's been a comedy of errors on on uh, several instances with uh, uh, with Equifax. Um, I, it, to me, that's another one of those inexcusable mm. faux pas that yeah. they've created for their their uh, uh, customers. They really have, have dropped the ball on a, a lot of in a lot of ways on this whole thing. Um, you know, we're we're encouraging our clients to freeze your credit if you really are concerned about it. Um, you know, it, there are – the, basically the way you do that is you have to go into each of the bureaus and request the freeze. Uh, you can put a temporary hold on your credit for, you know, like 90 days, I believe, um, by just alerting one of the bureaus that you might be a victim of identity theft, yeah. and they'll, they'll lock it down. So there's some things that, that can be done, but just keep an eye on everything and make sure that you're monitoring all your transactions and, and just – you got to be vigilant. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on with Equifax. So if you have watched uh, in the aftermath, hopefully none of you have invested in the stock of Equifax. Now, part of the issue with me and Equifax is the fact that none of us as consumers actually have chosen to be their client. 
Yeah. It's not in our court. We can't Default. decide. Yeah. yeah, I mean that to me is probably the most helpless part. You're, you know, you feel like there's nothing much you can do. This is somebody you would quit if you could. Mm. Uh, somebody else makes the decision to tie you into that. But uh, in the uh, the aftermath of this debacle and all that's been going on. Um, the stock has fallen over 37% since the 1st hmm. of, uh, I think that was the, uh, the 7th. Yeah. yeah, so so 7th of September, stock down 37%. What does that mean? That's the stock that goes from $146 per share to about 94 hmm. It has lost over a third of its total market cap, currently at about $10.8 billion. This company was a 15 almost $16 billion company when all of this started. So... As I said, you don't get the choice to be their client or not. Uh, you might put some pressure on some of the card providers and, and some of those folks to not use them. Um, but what's going to happen in the end? You yeah, think that's this what is I was going to say, Trey. I, mean, I think big, it's probably short term. Yeah, be because you, with you don't have the choice. So, I mean, they, their revenue is tied to something that is not an option for people to right. just Beyond not our control. buy the product. I right. mean, good so business model if you can get it. It is a good business model. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so to be honest with you, I believe that if you if you were to, uh, I would probably wait until you saw the price quit plummeting. But uh, I really think that if you bought Equifax here, just held your nose and made a purchase, you, you're, you've got a likelihood There's a bump of in there somewhere. Gain. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that the lawsuits are going to drive the company out of business. Uh, I'm also not advocating that because we really don't trade, but just saying, you know, this is yeah. one of those things. We talked a little bit about uh, insurers and how they get beaten up during uh, uh, during September Seasons. almost every year. Yeah, yeah. the season. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is probably another one of those. Now, do I think that uh, management has done a poor job? Yes, absolutely, mm-hmm. in, in dealing with that. I'd be also amazed if I saw the CEO come through this without uh, – having lost his job, to be mm. honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of folks calling for that. And what's probably going to do that is, you know, we've got regulators that are going to come in. They're already talking about the FTC uh, coming in and uh, wanting to know exactly what went on and how they handled it in the aftermath. So, um, yeah, that, you know, it's there, there's a lot going on there. Uh, the dust has definitely not settled. And uh, uh, like Casey said, most of us are going to sit and wonder exactly how we can protect our our information in this age where it's absolutely necessary to do so. Yeah. Um, probably the best scenario is to freeze your credit and and uh, let the let the dust settle, see yeah. what happens. All right, so uh, got another question again, topical. Uh, Jerome from Atlanta says, while my heart goes out to those in Houston who suffered losses from Harvey. Uh, now the Virgin Islands in Florida being pummeled by Irma. I can't help but wonder how insurers fare as an investment when a uh, disaster uh, like this strike. I know you've recommended travelers in the past. Where do you stand now? Yes, absolutely. We do uh, recommend travelers and several other insurers, many of which are, are smaller companies. Jim, this is not life insurance, so it's a little bit out of the, the, the realm that you deal with all the time, but it's property and casualty. Um, and, you know, as I talked earlier, a lot of the damage from these hurricanes comes from flooding, and these guys don't sell flood insurance. They're, it's not right. common that a private insurer is going to sell uh, protection against flooding. It's more the wind damage, right? True. And the other thing to think about with insurers in terms of uh, from an investment standpoint, um, 
is, look, this is a highly regulated industry, right? right. Um, they have reserving requirements that they have to have in order to then be able to put a policy in the market. So uh, the policies that are available have been double, triple checked, reinsured, and reserved against so that when losses occur, they don't it's, – it's not a – Oh my gosh, we missed that one. <laughs> right. Um, there are a lot of redundancies that are available. Even the investment um, uh, strategies that are going on inside these companies are regulated, so they can't invest in high-flying stock. They have to hold the fixed-income type instruments, which, by their nature, uh, allow for access to cash if and when they ever need to. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the other things that I'll piggyback onto that with is uh, in the aftermath of the financial crisis in 07 and mm. 2008, uh, I looked into some of the things that might happen if you had an insurer fail. Yeah. And uh, the way that the process works is there's a, there is funding out there right. uh, that basically if a if – a, uh, Insurance is state to state, right? That's right. And it's regulated at the state level. So if you had an insurer that failed, the other insurers within the state, especially those that would be most impacted by it, are the ones who are likely to pick up the ball, cover the losses for any uh, insureds, right. and, and they would move on with that. So while it might not be a funded fund, right. uh, there is a, a, a backstop. A yeah, pool. Right. There's a, there's a backstop that would uh, right. um, protect the uh, the individual from having real losses from an insurance failure. It's in the best interest of society for these insurers to be able to pay their claims. That's right. So, I mean, uh, you know, there's no, it doesn't do anybody much good to see one of these, uh, especially the larger insurers, fail. Um, So that's why they have a a good bit of protection built into the system to allow for uh, contingencies if things don't look as, as, uh, as bright as they otherwise would. So, um, yeah. Right on. That's exactly right. Even like, like you say, by state, they have limits in terms of, um, every policy, for example, in the life insurance business, um, whether it is an annuity or in life insurance, there are state by state limits that even if the insurance company that you have as your policyholder was up and gone in any particular day, the the pool, the guarantee fund that's out there uh, is backed up by the state, and it would ultimately make sure that some level of benefits are paid to the certain level. So right. each state has their own number, but yeah. um, but there is a there is there a is plan in there. place, and yep. and uh, they try to limit any losses to the individual. So uh, talking more specifically about travelers, we still recommend that company uh, in the the days from early August through uh, the seventh of September. Travelers lost over 10%. Uh, since then, it's gained about 4% back. So it's since uh, Thursday, uh, September 7th, uh, like we talked about this week, we saw a rally in financials. A lot of it was the insurers. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, still down about 7.3% from the very uh, top in August, uh, you know, early August. But, uh, you know, these things do seem to happen. If you look back at several years past, in 2011, the group as a whole, this is a S&P 500 property and casualty insurers. There's about six companies. Travelers is one of them. Uh, they lost 6.5% in 2011, August and September. If you would have invested in late uh, late September and held through uh, just through October in 2011, you would have made 11 and three quarter percent. Uh, similar pattern, 2015 lost 5.7% in August and September, gained over 8% in 
to the end of the year. Uh, 2016 lost about a half percent, uh, lost another 1.3 percent in October, and gained over 8 percent in November and December. Now it doesn't uh, allow for that to be the only thing. Uh, insurance is is uh, pretty sensitive to interest rates as well. So and you got to think this is like uh, just like anything else. A lot of times the market will overshoot. Absolutely, so overshooting gonna, is gonna, an absolute real thing. Expect that you know maybe hurricane season is going to be worse than it is, or in this case, you know Irma did not cause as much damage as they thought it might. So right. now they're they're buying back into the companies because they're you know not going to have to pay out as many claims as they thought they were. That's absolutely true. Sometimes our fears are not uh, based in reality, and the reality is better. In this case, we'll take it, right? All right, so coming up on the end of the show, KC. I think we're going up this week. Market's up. Jim. I, I like the annuity market. Oh, players. come on, man. <laughs> you know me. I'm always up. Money Talks. We'll talk to you next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.